Um, good evening, everybody. Welcome to meeting eight of the community <coughs> meeting. Um, could we please start with uh, item one, three, six? Apologies for absence. I've had apologies from Donna Critchley. Thank you. Um, and item one, three, seven, declarations of interest. Just on the table. I will part lane because it's on a personal interest in part lane because it's on the agenda. Caroline? No, I don't think so. Mm. No. No, thanks. Sorry, can you just mark Michelle down? Um, she's, she actually resigned off the committee and I've Has left she? her name on by accident. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, that's yeah, you're not easy to like cover. Tell her on item 15. <laughs> Um, same as Mark really, a personal interest in Park Lane because it's on the um, on the agenda and maybe also um, 148.2 the defibrillators maybe simply because it's part of the Mayor's charity thing which they've now reported. Do you not think no. that's need be? No. no. Okay, thanks for that advice. So we're looking at minutes of meeting number eight to approve and sign as a true record. Yes, move that and accept it, Chair. Um, Thank you. Another second, please. Feels interesting. Feels interesting. Yeah. Well, you. yeah. Please call me Jamie because you say Mr. Leeson. I'm looking for my dad. So, <laughs> um, so no. Um, thank you. Thank you very much for your time and, and for the invitation. It's it's nice to be able to speak to you. Um, what I'm going to do is talk a little bit about Fields and Trust, who we are, and what we do. So, the handout that you've got has got the presentation on it that I will fly through, um, and I am well schooled at that, so I, I won't keep you too long on that. If you flick through, you then see um, there's, there's four slides that you've got on a later one there. Um, we've got some big, big national research coming out in the next couple of weeks that is, is looking at how, 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 how to revalue parks. Essentially, and very crudely, what we've done is we've put a value on, we've, we've taken representative samples of thousands of people, and we've put a value on, on the benefit of parks across the UK and green spaces. Um, and that just gives you a kind of overview of, of what we're looking at, mostly changing the conversation, um, but then it gives you some figures in there as well. So it's a bit of a preview of the research that's going to be coming out, but we'll be going to all local authorities, local councils and community groups as well. It will be available on the website, but that's just a kind of bit of a, an overview. What you've then got is a, a, a kind of double page, Protecting Land with Fields and Trust. Now that gives you a very abridged version of what we do and how we do it. What you've also got on the back are some frequently asked questions which have been asked by landowners before they've protected land with us. So 
So that's, that's a, a bit of an overview you've got there, which is, is up there, as you can see. Um, so you can test me on my knowledge by referring back to that. And, and finally, what you've got in there is, um, is a case study from Gothland, which is a very tiny community in North Yorkshire. It, it, if you know, it's in the middle of nowhere. Sheep on the roads, yeah, everything. Never warm. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It, it really does sit in a... yeah. Um, um, it's a tiny village. You wouldn't think it would have enough green spaces, but they recently protected two sites with us, um, their community field and their cricket club. Um, and the reason was, through no, no, and they, they were absolutely powerless to stop this, they lost three green spaces in the village. Um, and um, I won't use the exact words, particularly as we're being recorded, but, um, but the, the chair of the trustees group that oversees all the green spaces, he says, we've had three spaces stolen from us and they're not taking any more, and that's what we want to protect with you. So there's a good case study there for you to have a read, um, a bit of bedtime reading for you. But I'll, without any further ado, I'll go, I'll go into the presentation and tell you who we are and what we do. And, Fields of Trust were founded as the National Playing Fields Association um, in 1925 by King George V. The issue then was not dissimilar to what we have today, um, particularly around London and the home counties. A lot of development going on, as I'm sure you can appreciate, post-First World War. Um, a lot of houses going up, a lot of business, um, a lot of factories and so on and so forth. And aside from your big you know, national parks, your, or, or sorry, your, your royal parks, your Hyde parks, your regents park, there was a concern about the, the amount of green space that was being eaten up. Um, and so King George V came up with the idea of setting up a, a charity to basically protect green spaces. Now back then we also had land thrown at us to, to kind of own, and there are still several sites that we own. We don't do that anymore. We are trying to offload all the sites that we own to local management and local ownership. Because as, as I'll mention later on without protection, ownership, management and maintenance stays with you. There is no disposal of land whatsoever with our contract law protection. And I'll come on to that later, but we have still about 100 sites left that we are trying to get back into local ownership, um, which is quite, quite challenging when it's held charitably. But you can see there our mission um, to champion and support our parks and green spaces by protecting them for people to enjoy in perpetuity. Because once they're lost, they're lost forever. The one thing a green space isn't going to be when you lose it is another green space. You know, you may, you may turn factories into apartments um, or, or into any other kind of, you know, corporate or, or residential building, but no one's going to say, I tell you what, that, that property we've got there, let's raise it onto the ground and make another park. It doesn't happen. So, um, so that, that, that's something to bear in mind throughout. Um, you've then got a, a map of the UK and it gives you a rough overview of, of the numbers of sites that we have applications for. And, and to this day we've protected just over 2,700 sites across the UK. They cover more than 32,000 acres and we've protected more sites since 2010 than we did from 1925 to 2009. Now, you can look at local authorities and say, well, they've been slashed at the knees in terms of funding and I know that local councils have as well. There almost seems to be a paradox there, but it's recognising the value of green spaces. If you subscribe to the thought that charities make of a shortfall in society, then there's a really big message there that says we need to ensure that we've got green spaces for our communities. They're absolutely vital. And if you cross-reference that with, as I said, that research document, we've got a, we've got a stat there that says the national benefit of parks and green spaces in the UK per year amounts to about £1.9 billion. It's huge. We've done studies into what a heart attack, one heart attack with one person per year costs. And we're talking about medicine, we're talking about NHS, we're talking about physiotherapy, we're talking about loss of earnings, 
we're talking about replacement for that. It's £25,000 a year, that's one person. Mental health, £40,000 a year. So when you kind of say, oh, well, concrete's an easy hit because it's short-term and you, we can get a few million quid for a site, start multiplying those £25,000 and £40,000 around your community and see where the real value lies in terms of the physical and mental well-being benefits of green spaces in your communities. Um, We've also, up to, up to 2010, we protected 9,000 acres. It's now 32,000, so it's not just more green spaces, it's bigger ones. We're protecting big parks, flagship parks around the UK with local authorities. Birkenhead Park in the Wirral is about to become a centenary field with us. Um, Stanley Park in Blackpool, exactly the same. There are these big parks that, they're not going anywhere, but they want to protect them to be part of a project or to say to their communities, look, this is the commitment we're making to you, and I'll come on to that later. But I want, I want to talk about the current climate at the moment because these are the facts and they are undisputed. Um, the legislation on making it easy to build on brownfield land has been high profile, and that's something from central government that's come out. The subtext with that is that law makes it easy to build on greenfield land as well. It, it's, it, it kind of goes hand in hand, and developers would much rather build on grass and soil than they would on decontaminating bedrock. It, it's, it's a lot easier for them. So, so that, 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 is, that is the subtext behind the brownfield land. Um, the government white paper on the 7th of February 2017, which is available on um, gov.uk, um, talks about the measures to reduce the obstacles in house building. Now, we know there are challenges on house building across the UK. We know that local authorities and local councils are being driven to provide those, those housing. We get that. We're not here to say that shouldn't be happening. We're, we're not militant. It's about balancing protection with development. You need green spaces for communities, and the more communities there, there are, you need those green spaces for that community. So, so that, that's just looking at that. 50% um, of local authorities dispose of land between 2012 and 2015. That's not necessarily sold it off, but also devolved it, asset transferred it down to local councils, you know, town, town and parish councils, um, local community groups. They want to offload it, they can't afford the upkeep. They, 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 need, to, they need to be looking to get, rid, get them off their books, to, to balance the books. And that's projected to rise by another 9% by next year, so the trend is doing that, it's going up. Uh, so that's something else to be, to be aware of. Turning the page, so I'll talk to you a little bit now about the differences between town planning law and contract law. Now, Town planning law is what I think it's safe to say the vast majority of green spaces in the UK are protected under. Some may be charitable, and, that, and that, that's great, and they will, they will have separate committees and they will have separate accounts. They will be bound by the Charities Act of 2011 for the use of the site, and that, 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 that's very key to later on. But the vast majority are protected in town planning law. Now, we, we discussed before we came in about the whole neighbourhood plan. The chances are a lot of green spaces being pulled into those will be protected in town planning law. And that's great, because you're saying, here's a green space for that community that we're pulling into a town plan because we need to balance the houses with the green spaces and so on and so forth. It's fantastic. The issue around it is, it's designed to support development. The clue's in the name. It's there to support town planning. It is as easy to build on green space that's protected by town planning law as it is to put a conservatory on your back garden. It really is that simple. Um, you know, it, it is there, but for the grace of God. It is there for, you know, it, it, they will be there because the, the councillors, the local authorities, want them to be there. That's not to say that they will be moving forward when there are the increased burden of, we need more houses, we need to build on more green spaces. So, so there's the issue of that. 
it's also now been classed as infrastructure to build. So, so it's not just a case of, well, we need things around it. It's, it's also now saying, well, housing is infrastructure. So it's even more of a drive to get those houses in place. Um, and the precedent set the first development. We had a rugby club in uh, West Yorkshire, a very established club, and they, they go all the way from little kids up to veterans, and they've got a big, the first team plays on a, on a pitch with a stand, so they play at a very high level of rugby. They came to us a couple of years ago, and they said, we want to protect the entire site. And I said, well, you've got this dead land here. Do you not want to exclude that from the protection so you can sell it or, you know, that would benefit the club and so on? No, we want to protect the lot because down here we've got four or five executive homes, four and five bed houses, sorry, five and six bed houses that were coming down the side that the local authority persuaded them to, to have built. And they said, well, yeah, that, that, that's something. They said, it's only going to be in a little corner. It's absolutely fine. Don't worry. It's not going to impact on you. They had to shut down the entire club for a season because they had to change the sewage and the water. And so, and they basically came right through and had to churn up the first team pitch. So, the, and the precedent's there. You can then start chipping away at that site all you want because the precedent, any, any developer's legal team will say, well, it's already been built on. We can, we can supersede any covenants there. So, I'll talk now about how we protect land. And it is through occasionally charity, but I would say without exaggeration, 99% of the time we protect with contract law. And I say again, ownership, management and maintenance stays with the landowner. There is no disposal of land whatsoever. The land stays with you. Let, let's assume that you say we're going to protect a green space for, for the ease of, of the conversation. Because we use contract law, it's a direct contract between us and you. It sits independently of any town planning frameworks, any neighbourhood plans, any local authority plans to say, do you know what, we're just going to we're, we're going to take, or, or a developer coming in and aggressively trying to take the green space. It's that direct contract. It may as well sit out there on its own because it, it's, you know, provided that you want to keep that land there, it ain't going anywhere. So, as I say, it's independent town and country planning. That means it's significantly less susceptible to development because it can't be dragged in. They can't look at the plan and say, well, we'll take... Well, Phoenix Park or Park Lane, let's bring it into a plan. There's an issue, I don't know if you're aware of the issue going on in Knowsley at the moment, where they, they, they are looking to sell off 17 of their parks to fund the remaining 144 green spaces. One of those sites is a King George V site, which is protected by us. Um, it's protected in charity and contract law, and the, the conversations we're having with her, they didn't realise the level of protection. It was protected back in the 50s. They didn't realise the level of protection on it, and that's the one that they may have to pull out. And they have got such difficulty with that one site, it's a great illustrator of how difficult it is for developers or external bodies to come in. Even them as landowners to say, we now want to develop this, they need our consent to do so. And that's where the legacy from you guys comes in. That's the commitment from you. So, as I say, there's no disposal of land, ownership management or maintenance. So, you, you retain all of that. It's flexible enough to allow for ancillary development. So you go with village green status, you protect it, you, you might as well preserve it in amber, you cannot touch it. If, if this park was protected with village green status, you couldn't put a new play area on it. You couldn't update the building if you wanted to. You certainly couldn't put an extension on it or, or anything like that. With ours, if it's ancillary to the user clause that we agree in the deed, which typically says sport, play and recreation, but it can include festivals and events, and put, we can put them into the deed as well. Provided it's ancillary to that, you can put a new player in, you can put a pavilion, changing rooms in on your playing fields, you can put car parks in that will support the use of the site. It's designed to be as flexible to work with you guys and your plans for that green space 
moving forward. Now, obviously, we can't predict the future. You don't know what may come in 30, 40, 50 years' time. And we have a, a, a position in place where we say, if there's anything that you think may fall out, so let's say, for example, this building, we say, well, we want to extend it. Well, technically, that impacts on the green space. So that would require our consent. And that is the safeguard that, that saves against your successors coming along going, build on the lot of them. You know, that, that's, that's the thing. You've clearly got a commitment to your green spaces. Can you guarantee that your successor will have the same commitment? And that's where I talk about legacy, and it is absolutely that. We talk about green space legacies for communities. That's, what you're, that, that's your commitment right here, right now. That's what you have to weigh up. It's, do you want to protect this with fields and trust to ensure that you enter into a contract with a third party, i.e. us, that says... We're going, to, we're going to commit to protect this between us, the sport, play, and recreation in perpetuity. You can change playing fields to wildflower meadows or nature areas, you know, to change the use of the site because it's still community-based. It's still for the benefit of the community. We're not trying to stop. We're, not, we're trying to stop development of green spaces. That's it. What we're not trying to stop is you maximising the use of that green space for your community. We want to support you doing that. So that's where the difference comes. And the charity law that we use, the deed of dedication that we use, allows for that flexibility. And I'll go through the process in a bit, but it, it is incredibly simple. You've then got two visuals here at the bottom, for those of you who are visual learners. The first one is Birkenhead playing fields on the Wirral. Um, and the two aerial shots you can see, the top one with the green space, you can see that there's about three football pitches on there. So it was a nice size green space for that community. Just to the north of that, you had Tranmere Rovers Football Club. And they came to Wirralborough Council and they said, we've sold our training ground. Could we use this for, um, for training? And they said, yeah, no problem at all. You, you bring stuff in, you take it off. You're not fencing there off, no problem at all. They then said, can we buy it? And they said, yes, of course you can. Here's the covenant that goes with it that says it's a playing field. And it was sold for housing. And the, so that, that, that shot of the digger is, the, I took that from the, from the main road, got shouted at by the foreman. But the two aerial shots are taken from the Imperial War Museum website, and here's where it gets interesting. The field itself was a World War I memorial. There wasn't a physical memorial on it, but the site itself was, was dedicated to, to the 88 servicemen from Birkenhead who gave their lives in World War I. One of those was the poet Wilfred Owens. Um, and it goes to prove that a covenant on a site, it's most likely been pulled under town planning law. Developers will either insure against it, they'll take the fine, they'll take the wrap on the knuckles, they make it back on the first house they sell. You know, it's that simple. It really is that simple. Um, so it's proof that we are losing memorial playing fields in this country. We're hearing stories of plaques being found in skits. You know, and oh, that, that brings me on to our, our, our project commission. But the second visual you've got is the two aerial photographs. That's a site protected by Fields in Trust. It was protected, it's a site in Norfolk that was protected in 1938. The photo is from just after the Second World War, but you've then got the same site in 2010. A couple of things. It wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the protection. Second thing, that's the only green space for that community. That's the only space to walk the dog. <coughs> and since it's been protected, it's got a bowls club, it's got playing, it's got, um, I'm sorry, changing rooms, it's got a pavilion, it's got a play area on it, it's got bowls, rugby, cricket, football going on it regularly. It's about, you know, working with the community to, to work with that site. But as you can see, it hasn't even been chipped away. None of the boundary has been chipped away at all. So that's how we protect land. So that's kind of first bit over. What I want to talk to you now about is the projects. Um, and I'll talk about the process in a minute. At the moment, we've got three projects going on. The first one is Centenary Fields. It's our World War I commemoration project. 
We are protecting any sites with a tangible link to World War I. They don't have to have a physical memorial. They can be, some of the stories we have, well, these were training trenches. This is where they trained the horses before they went to the Western Front. This used to have a hospital where those houses were. This was the rehabilitation lawn for the injured soldiers. These were allotments. These were where troops stopped off on the way down. Yeah, if you've got a link within the community that that site can link to as a commemoration, if you wanted to protect it as a centenary field, and on our three projects, the process and protection levels are exactly the same. If you wanted to protect it as a centenary field in perpetuity, as a commemoration to the servicemen from Frodsham who gave their lives in World War I, we, we will absolutely look at We will require on the application form the evidence, or, or sorry, not evidence, but what the link is, but that's just a simple kind of task so we, so we can you know, ensure that it's, it does fit. Um, very, very simple um, project. It, the, the, the deadline for applications is November, Armistice 2018. The project ran from 2014 to 2018. We're working with a load of local authorities. Cheshire, um, Cheshire West and Chester Council are going to be doing at least one centenary field. Um, got a few others in the region as well. So. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember which ones they are, but we, we've got a few. And we're talking big flagship parks, as I said, Birkenhead Park, uh, Stanley Park in Blackpool, Western Park in Sheffield, um, the War Memorial Park in Coventry, which was the site for the launch. But you've got an overview of the criteria there, but if anything's got a link to World War One, if you've got that link to World War One in the community, we will protect it as a centenary field. And it's got the process there, and I'll come back to that in a minute, because the process is the same for all applications. Second project we've got is Active Spaces. Um, Bit of a rush on this because the deadline's due. Uh, but basically what we're saying is if you've got any physical activity projects that are going on for the community in the town that are due to be going on during the summer. Now this could be local authority led on, on your site. It could be sports clubs. It could be community projects. The, the target audiences are disabled people, women and girls, um, lower socioeconomic groups, um, those at risk from long-term health conditions, black and ethnic minorities, and 55 plus. So basically we're looking at, get, it's all about getting the nation active. London Marathon Charitable Trust came to us and they said, we do a lot of great work around London, the home counties, we want to take this nationwide. They've given us funding to provide for projects on sites that will be protected. So we've got 50 sites across the nation, across the UK, that we're looking at, where we want to piggyback existing projects, or if you wanted to set up a new project, and hopefully this is kind of getting some cogs worried, if, if the project and the, land, the green space that it's happening on is being protected, we will give you £5,000 towards that project. So any projects you've got that are, community, that are designed to get people more active, bear this one in mind because there's £5,000 towards a project there. Deadline is June the 8th. So something to think about. I mean, I, I, I don't know many, many local projects at the moment that wouldn't like a £5,000 boost. Yeah. And that can, be, that can pay for a, an instructor or a coach. It can pay for education. It can be for, for getting someone a qualification. It can be for equipment. Yeah. So it, it, yeah, that £5,000 is quite powerful. Outdoor gym equipment is one yeah. that is being looked at as, as a potential one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking of the downhill race. We have um, an activity every year, every year okay. like the 1st of July, where um, it's a family day and people run from the top of the hill down into Castle Park. Okay. And each year. If you could turn it, we can't do one-off events, but if you could turn it into something that may be built on that, say, so, well, now you've got active in the event, why not do some recurring... We, we, we'd, uh, we'd like, I'd like to see it personally myself, like uh, an out, outdoor gym, like Park Lane. Yeah, I think okay. 5,000 going towards that would be a, 
I would think you pay more petrol on that rolling down the hill for half an hour. Yeah, provided a project hasn't started yet, we can we can fund it. But it is typically looking at maybe a six to ten week project. It, it is funding some gym equipment, but we need evidence of that participation. Now, the alternative is if you wanted to do some boot camps or boxercise or set up some projects like that, we have a deliverer called Our Parks who can do that. Now, they would get the money, but you would get the benefit of the figures, the, the physical activity figures, and so on and so forth. So, by all means, have a look at the. I'll, I'll send the link through via email. Um, have a look at it. It does need a quick turnaround because we need you need you need the decision on yes we're going to protect this site that yeah. it's going to be housed on, but also you need to get the application in. It's June the eighth, so something to bear in mind. We haven't got one in Cheshire yet, and I'd quite like one in the region. So yeah. so, so something to bear in mind. Finally, before I go, what I'm going to do is I'm the other one. Sorry, is Green Spaces for Good, which which was mentioned at the start. That work, that is our ongoing. There's no deadline on that. So if you've got green spaces you want to protect that don't apply to active spaces or centenary fields, we protect them as green spaces for good. And there's sub there's sub kind of titles in that. There's green spaces for nature, for nature, green spaces for play if it's a player, green spaces for sports. So that's our own there's no deadlines on those. You could come to us in two years' time and say, Can we protect something? Yep, yeah, green spaces for good. So like we've got a this council on the ball in green, so that would be ideal, wouldn't it? It could. Maybe have a look at the bowling green, though, and see how old the bowling the club, the club is, if there is a club on it. If they're, over 100, if they're over 100 years old, a lot of sports clubs that are over 100 years old are going for centenary fields because they have members who went and fought and died in the war. So something to maybe consider that they'd get a nice centenary fields plaque. For, for the for the site as opposed to green space is good. But very finally the, the process of protection is very simple. The application form needs to come into us along with the a copy of the land registry title document with a plan of the area to be protected. If it's not registered land registry, conveyance. We also need the plan with the area to be protected in red and it's not all or nothing. One of the big misconceptions is well we can't we, we, we're, we're going to use a bit of this site for something else so we can't protect with you. Yes, you can. We can protect, you can draw a freehand line around what you want to protect, and that is the area that we protect. You can also exclude areas within it, so a lot exclude buildings. For example, if we protected this park and had the conversation, this building we would probably advise would be excluded. It's going to be protected by proxy because it's surrounded by protected land, but you may be doing things to this site. We don't want you to have to come to us for consent. That's the that's that, that's the thing because that goes back to the anything that falls outside of the agreed user clause. I'm, I'm chairman of sorry, I'm chairman of an organisation. Could they come forward? With Complete. If it, we we work with the landowner, we have to work with the landowner yes. or a leaseholder if they have a 99 year lease or more, and we will protect for the term of that lease. That's the absolute minimum we'll do. Yeah. Typically, it is protection in perpetuity. Um, which does allow for that protect. But so we, we need the red line plan with any air, with the area outline that you want to protect, any areas within excluded, and the cop and the land register plus copies of any lease agreements that you have on those sites because we need to incorporate those into the deed. Can you include woodland? Yeah, absolutely. We protect many woodland areas. We're not just a, one of the reasons we went from being the National Planning Fields Association to Fields in Trust was the perception was we just did playing fields. Mm. We, we've done since QE2, which was the Diamond Jubilee project we had, we, we protect coastal walkways, woodland areas, nature reserves, bike trails, um, air, flower, wildflower meadows. There's so many, any green space that is of benefit to a community, we can protect it, absolutely. Um, 
So once, once we have that information, I then come and do the site visit. Now, you are welcome to attend that. It's very much a tick box process. I've only ever turned one down in seven years. Um, it, it's, it is just, it, it's basically confirming that it is what you say it is. And it's even easier now with Google Maps because you can just have a look and plot down. Could we do water as well, like chrome in? Yeah, provided there's green space around it. Um, yeah, absolutely. We protect sites with lakes and, and ponds and, and, and so on and so forth. Um, I then come and do the site visit. I, assuming then that the site is approved, um, my colleague in our legal department sends the draft deed, and this is the key part. This is the one where we want you to take as long on this as, as you want, within reason, we allow six months for yeah. yeah. But if you want to take legal advice, take legal advice on it, because we want to ensure that the user clause in that, and I will send an annotated copy of the deed through for you, so you can see that. The key, as I say, is the user clause, which is typically sport, playing, recreation, which allows for formal and informal sports, it allows for walking the dog, playing with the kids and grandkids, riding a bike, throwing a ball, play areas, fates, festivals, but it's narrow enough to say you can't put a library on there, you can't put houses on there, you can't put any commercial buildings on there whatsoever. But if you want to change the wording of that clause, we absolutely can. We have some cricket clubs that say we just want it to say cricket. But you've got to bear in mind, we want to cover everything that is currently going on on the site. A cricket club that did it, where they said, no, Clifton family left it to us in trust, we want it to just be cricket. Six months later, they came back to us and said, we need year-round funding, we want to put the football club on. Well, now you need our consent, and it, you know it's going to cost you some money for that extra work. Whereas if we'd said, for sport, you wouldn't have had to come to us. It's not a problem. So, you know, and that is, the, the, the draft deed stage is very much the consultation process. And, I will be the point of contact initially, but when it goes over to our legal colleague, he will be the point of contact with either whoever the nominated person here is, or persons, or your solicitor directly. That, that's the way we do it. Once the draft deed is agreed, final deed is sent to you for signing and sealing. We ask for two copies to be returned to us, undated. Our trustees then countersign. One copy is sent back to you, and you've got three months to register that at Land Registry. And this is where the only cost of registering a site with Fields and Trust, the only cost of Fields and Trust work with you is um, £80 payable to Land Registry to register the two forms. That's it. We, we do this all, we're a charity. We do this all pro bono. Um, our legal work on the deed is completely free to you. There are no recurring fees whatsoever. It is a one-off cost of £80 payable to Land Registry. If you want to become Fields and Trust members, you can do so without protecting land. Um, you don't have to become a member when you protect land, it's, it's independent. But for £50 a year, you get up to 20% discount on play area and ch children's play equipment with Playdale, Play Maintain, Hargs, Wicksteed. Wicksteed, 20%? 20, um, up to either, either 15 or 20%. Um, I can send a link to the membership page. And also with Stadia Sports. So if you've got any playing fields, goalposts, cricket nets, that kind of stuff. You get your money back on, you yeah. get your £50 back on your discount, pretty much. So, but as I say, that is completely independent of protection. There's no obligation there whatsoever. Once that's signed and sealed and, and done, that, that's it. The site is protected in perpetuity. And day to day, month to month, year to year, you're not going to hear from us. You know, we, we're a charity that protects 2,700 sites across the UK, over 30,000 acres, but we're less than 20 people. We couldn't manage or influence all the sites we protected, even if we wanted to. And we don't. We're all about ensuring the protection for you and local management because you know what's best for your community. That's it. There is no catch here. That's The catch is making that commitment to protecting a site for future generations because, as the last page on here says, and there's some great quotes on the, on the last page of the presentation. Um, 
Let's see. So, we had one from a town councillor in the West Midlands last year who said, I'd rather my successors curse me for protecting our green spaces than for not protecting them. Food for thought. Um, a, I, this was directly from a meeting I had a few weeks ago with a, with a local authority director of environment um, in Lancashire, I won't say anymore, but he said, our green spaces are the gyms and health clubs for the majority of the community. A lot of the community can't afford to go to yeah. these places. We don't protect golf clubs, <coughs> private health gyms and private health clubs because they're too exclusive. They're not for the majority of the community. It's all about protection. It's not to say it's free because we protect sports club sites and they have membership fees, but provided they're not too exclusive, we will protect. So football clubs, cricket clubs, rugby clubs, cricket and rugby especially because they own their own ground, bowls clubs, we are protecting more and more sites because they're seeing developments going on around them and they're worried about the ground that they've had for 100, 120 years. Um, and finally, this is our one. Green spaces are good, do good, and need to be protected for good. They are not pleasant, nice to house to be taken for granted. They are the green hearts of our communities. So that's, that's pretty much what, where, where we are. I was saying before, a lot of you came in. We're doing a big rebrand, so this is a little bit kind of hodgepodge, and, a, and it's, not, it's not as slick as we'd like it to look. But yeah, we've got a big rebranded website launch. I will send the links to Active Spaces for you and Centenary Fields. Um, I will send an annotated deed over as well to, to you and Mark so that you can disseminate that around to have a look at. Um, the decision is, is then with you guys. You've got my contact details. Um, Where are you based? I, I, I'm based in Northamptonshire myself. I'm in London one day a week at our main office, but I then split my time between working from home and then I'm around. So I'm staying overnight. I've got a meeting tomorrow. So I, I'm, up, I'm, up, I'm up usually in the north for two or three days at a time. Yeah. So. So, that's so it. how so many sites could we sort of put in at once? Sheffield City Council are coming. I had a conversation with Sheffield City Council yesterday where they said, can we do 36? <laughs> Which would be an all-time record, by the way, in one go. Um, we, Glasgow, I mean, look, these are local authorities, but Glasgow did 27. I'm not going to turn around to you and say, do all of your green spaces, because... You need to, we do have a disposal policy, which sounds a little bit lopsided, but when, when I explain what that is, you may realise why. And I'll use Newcastle City Council as an example. They came to us in 2013, hadn't protected with us for literally decades, and we used to protect using old covenants charitably, very restrictive. We now protect in contract law, deed of dedication, very flexible. They came to us and they said, here's 12 sites. Well, hang on a minute. Let's, let's, and they said, no, we've looked at this as part of the green space strategy. Around the city, and they protected like this, so they served all of the community. But they left themselves adjacent green spaces, and the reason why is because they saw our disposal policy, which, and I can send this through, which says, essentially, it's got to be minimum same size replacement land. If you came to us and said, look, developers come in, they've offered us a couple of million quid for this site, it's really going to help the town if we do this. And I know that may go against everything that you think at the moment, hopefully, um, but that may be the case later on. You may get that offer that you need to take. So it says replacement land needs to be minimum same size, needs to be minimum same facilities. Now that's not a problem because you can say to the developer, well you need to give us a new clubhouse because it needs to be the same as this site. It could be seen as an asset. But it needs to serve the same community. It can't be a mile down the road or three miles down the road. It has to serve the same community. So leave yourself some leeway. And look, I, we're, we're not on commission here. Well, you know, I could turn around to you and say, protect the lot. If you buy and protect, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm going to say to you, look at it strategically. Look at part of your neighbourhood plan. Look at the strategic plan. Look at the areas you really want to protect. That, you know, there may be somewhere you say, well, these are never going to go anywhere. Well, lock them down anyway then. 
you know, protect them with us just to be sure. And you get the benefit of when we've got funding available, we let you know about it. You know, that you can get new play equipment and so on and so forth. We've leveraged three million pounds over three years for, for sites that we protect. So, so I wouldn't say protect all of them. If you want to, great. But bear in mind, you know, that, that kind of leeway that, that you need to have. But certainly, I, look, I live in a town, in a market town has hardly any open space because it's backed on by a private estate uh, which is basically being built around it. We've got one green space and the town council won't protect it. You know, look at you can look at the need in your communities. You know, I, I, I enjoy running, which you probably can't tell, but I do enjoy running. Um, I have to run roads. I'm constantly having cars scooping past me because I can't run around a park, because I can't run around a playing field. Um, have you have you been to Cheshire West and Chester? I've, I met with Rachel Foster, who's in that green space. They're very engaged with what we do. They, in our last project, they protected eight sites with us. Um, they're looking at some more now. There will be some coming in. They are, they're far more engaged than Cheshire East. Right, because again, the problem, it's not a problem, but Cheshire West owned Castle Park. Right, okay. So uh, we have a number of areas within the town that aren't actually owned by the town council, but are, are, yeah, are owned by Cheshire West. Yeah. Now, can we prompt Cheshire West and say we want them protecting? Yeah, I, completely. I, I would absolutely encourage that. The conversation I had with them was very, uh, this was maybe a couple of months ago, um, just after Christmas, um, was very positive. Um, they did talk about working within towns. Is that so, something, Caroline, that maybe the neighbourhood plan could do as a bit of a two-pronged attack as well? I'm sure we could, but... We're, because there's a lot of overlap, isn't there? Yeah, but don't rely on us, because no. at the moment we're all writing policies, right. so um, we're quite slow. I, I think what we've done is we have listed all the green mm. spaces. We have a list of the green spaces, so we can actually can I, give can, you can, that information, because yeah. we know who owns those green spaces. And then what we can do is perhaps liaise with somebody at Cheshire West and say, look, these are the green spaces. I think it perhaps, this is the point where we need to get together yeah. and use the information yeah. we've collected yeah. to, to get this protection yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll, I'll send through the email of, um, I met with Rachel Foster, um, I, I'm, and I, don't, I can't remember which department she's in, but... Uh, her and a colleague, actually, so I'll send her contact details through. And, uh, can, I, yeah. can, I ask, can I ask one more question, Chair? Is that um, this place, although um, they're the trustees for West Chester and Chester, it was left to the people of Prodium and surrounding areas. It's already covered by so, a trust, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's already covered by a trust. Yeah, so just the, the top field that is in dispute at the moment. Yeah, but... Is the trust safe? Yeah. Well, I, I had this conversation with a, a parish council in North Yorkshire. They, yeah. they said they were looking at, they've got a cricket club site, but they said, well, we've got trustees um, and we're looking at asset of community value. But that's great, but only up to the point until the trustees decide they want to sell. Exactly. It's as I said at the start, it's, by protecting with us, you're making the commitment to protect with the third party to put yeah. that safeguard on that commitment, it's that legacy that you're what I'm trying to say when me being the chairman of this, this, this big organisation, the North Prodium Resident Association, yeah. um, then if it was left to the people of Prodium and surrounding areas and we got together, then it would be... Yeah, well, I mean, we, yeah. Yeah, it, I'll go back to, you know, we need, we need the application to come from the land, yes. um, because the contract will be between us and the lander. It may be the case that some 
some of the, if, if they are, protect, are owned by the local authority, we'd look at tripartite deeds. So it would include the local authority, us and the town council on it. So, and we can do that with trustees, we can do it with community trusts. Yeah. We do that regularly. We, we work with hundreds of community trusts across the UK. So you know, we, we can work with the landowners. But look, I've, I've sat in meetings before, particularly with parish councils, where I've kind of said, with the great spirit, this isn't for you. You know, you, there's too much conflict going on. I get the impression there isn't that here, but you know, you need to have the conversation afterwards. Yeah. But at least I've given you all the information for you yes. to hopefully make an informed decision. That's. Could I, could I just say, could I say, uh, Chairwoman, Vice Chair, I'd, I'd like to thank you, Mr. Leeson, for all, for all the hard work, and. Uh, I would like it minuted, um, please, Chair. It's very kind of you. But, um, also, um, Councillor Mark Neal uh, is a constant worker on Park Lane, and again, it was his idea, and um, I hope this council pushes it and we save a lot in Prodium. Um, I've seen it over the last 40 odd years here that uh, we've had stuff taken off us. And um, I want to protect what we've got left. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm saying it. And thanks once again, and thanks, Chair, for allowing me. No problem at all. If there are any questions coming back on the back of the end, I'm more than happy to answer them. I, I will send all the information through that I've said I've done, if not this week, certainly early next week, so you've got that information. But yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll leave it with you. That's, I mean, um, again, because I'm on the neighbourhood plan, yeah. I mean, we have identified, I can't remember, it's a huge list. Um, and because we want it all identified. Yeah. Um, so um, again, this is music to my ears because um, you know we've got some beautiful woodlands, we've got some beautiful sure. areas that we need to protect. We, I mean, yeah, it, it, as I say, we, it, it just dovetails with those kind of things. We, we're working, Newcastle Council have just gone to a trust model because a lot of local authorities are saying we can't afford to maintain these sites. So they're putting them into they're having trust, it happens in Milton Keynes as well, where they, the trust manages all the green spaces where they manage and maintain but don't protect. We protect but we don't manage and maintain. It fits perfectly. So, and we fit in with green space strategies with neighbourhood plans because it's independent protections. It's not being caught up in a blanket. You're just saying, well, yeah, all these green spaces are going in, this one's protected, this one's protected. You know, it's that, it's that straight contract between us and the landowner. It really is that simple. Yeah. And we through, are the landowner. Yeah. Yeah. Through the chair, I think, it, you know, the, the woodland concept really sort of intrigues me because normally with woodland, you know, the only way to protect it is to make it a local nature reserve, yeah. which we've looked at, or because it's a triple SI or something like that. Yeah. It's really interesting that we can protect it simply because it's woodland mm. and for no... I know that sounds wrong, but for no other reason other than it's yeah. actually semi-naturalation woodland, you know. It, it, it really opened up, when we did the Queen Elizabeth II Bills Challenge, which was for the Diamond Jubilee England in 2012, where we protected almost a thousand sites. Um, yeah, so many woodlands come in, and they're, they're, they're very low maintenance, but, but yeah, they, they're protected. It fits with our charitable objectives, which are to ensure green space availability for communities. So, you know, any green space that has community value, we, we protect. 
Um, water meadows. We have several sites that are community orchards in Project. So, I mean, particularly with centenary fields with the World War One, there's so many uh, memorial orchards. We're protecting a load of those. You know, in... These are new. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, but... yeah and I, th I think that's a good point the chair makes because you tend to think if you're protecting something, it's simply because it's been there a long time. But then community orchards are ideal new developments, yeah. you know, to protect now for you know, 50 years time we, whatever. We're currently speaking to housing developers to say, look, you have to provide green space for new developments. Yeah, you're going to save a lot of grief in those consultation meetings yeah. by saying, well, we're going to protect this mm. from perpetuity. When an application comes in, you know yeah. it's been locked. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that's it. But yeah, very, very simple process. Yeah. Um, I'll leave Can it I with just you. ask a quick question? Of course you can. Um, no, 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 it's, it's fine. You know, if Cheshire West own, a, like I said, the cricket for a yes. as an example, would the members of the cricket club have to go to Cheshire West or who actually would apply? Um, yeah, it, it, it has to be the landowner. Yeah. But, but, but Cheshire West, so they would have to put their case they, they, to they would have to. West. I mean, the, the cricket club could complete the application. It just needs yes. to be signed by Cheshire West. And, and we do need, we need a landowner contact, but we also will then take... I mean, such would be the case, for example, if you've got a site that is owned by the local authority, you would be the main point of contact because they, they, they're, they're making the local decisions. So the cricket club would probably be the contact. It, it's not, we've got a contact at Cheshire West anyway. Right. So, so that's, that's Rachel. We, you know, we know that that's yes. going to be the contact. But the application does need to come from them. I mean, again, yeah, one, one, sorry, one so. of the things we've done is we've, we've made a list of um, assets of community value. Yeah. And again, we've got the people who have those to register so again, that yeah. they are protected. Um, so this is just the next step, really. Yeah, yeah. So um, <coughs> again, we've, we've got all these lists. I don't know whether the town clerk can liaise with Jill Hesketh, because she's got all the lists yeah. of what we've collated. It's part of the... I think, I think if there is, you know, so we've got a movement to towards protecting a green, green space or green spaces with fields and trust, yeah, identify those green spaces, look at them on a map, Look strategically at what you'd like to protect, and then and then you know come back yeah. to me. Um, I've got the closing date for this one with the. So the active yeah, space yeah. is the five thousand pound is June yes. the eighth. Right. But that could be as simple as do you know what? Well, if you wanted to set up a pop up boot camp or whatever, our parks who are the national park will will deliver that. They take but but you know yes, all right, the money's going to them, but you're getting the benefit of getting communities active. Yeah. That's a quick hit. But if, you, but if you've got upcoming ones, by all means look at that. I'll send the yes. link through. Yeah. Centenary Fields is November deadline. Right, but the one for is the eighth of June, did you say? Eighth yeah. of June, yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Well, no problem. So no, I appreciate yeah, the time. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good to meet you. Thank you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. I will I'll email you and yeah. thank you for thank you. Spend. I know it looks backwards because it's at the top. Oh, right. So those are the totals. 
Um, so, for example, maintenance, the budget was 15,000. We actually spent 15,369.40, so there was a slight overspend there. Um, health and safety, we spent £77.79. Uh, street furniture, 1000 etc. So, that was, that's just for information, really, yeah. um, so that you can see where, where we're spending. Now, the one heading that's on there that won't be on there again, the Mayor's Fund was popped underneath there as there was a space in the um, spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, and that, that money was the money that uh, the Council of Mary Fulton raised well, during his mayoral year, which crosses over two financial years, as you know. Okay. So the money, most of the money was actually raised in the previous financial year. And then this was when he was expending the money, giving the grants out to the, the different organisations. And uh, Councillor Judith officially prepared a report which went to Council on how that money was, was spent. Right. Yes. Yep. So it's all fully accounted for. Um, so um, although it looks like there's a slight overspend, our total budget was 33,100 and the actual spend was 38,531. If you take the 7,450 off, um, it's underspent. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody has a look at this later and has any questions, please come back to me and we can go through it again in more detail. If anybody's got a question now, I can get the spreadsheet up on the screen and we can look at it. <coughs> So that we can actually, we've got something to demonstrate that we did have an underspend. Yeah, I can do that if you like. I'd, I would just, just like to demonstrate that we did have an underspend. Okay. Yeah, I think okay. For, for, for visibility purposes and transparencies, because if somebody you know could read this and read it incorrectly. That's a good idea. Thank you, Well, you're only, you're only, well, according, you've got six months, you're only June for, for five grand. That's yeah. what he said. You've got yeah. six months. Yeah. Well, well, I would personally well. prefer to go for it as quick as we can yes. to get that. Mm. Yeah. Do, We've got to get not, moving on this. Do you not think that this should be something for the town meeting in the summer, though? And no. let the people take no. their vote and not just no, make the decision on the behalf. I think with that, mm. we can get extra money both in yeah. the park lane for the, for the adult chamber. With respect, if we leave it to the summer and it's seen that we've missed an opportunity, that's not going to go down too well. You're only talking about the active bit, getting the 5,000, not yeah. the whole thing, no, not right? Not. Oh, no, just, no, no, yeah, no. Because we get extra money for the park lane. Yeah. We could probably get extra money for the town lane as well. Yeah, the trim track. Yeah. But 
And for Hobbes. No, but he said, didn't he say that the land has to already be protected? No. You can't no. just no. wait for any piece of land. Oh, no. my understanding was no. that it already I got to so, no. I, I, I think, Chair, this is a golden opportunity for Frodium to actually become a bit of a leader in this yeah. as well. Okay, so I think the, 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 the town clerk actually wanted to say something. No, it was just about the um, part of the process of applying for the active spaces would be registering the land. It, the two go mm -hmm. hand in hand. Yes. Yeah. So it doesn't yes. have to be already be registered. No, but we would but have it, to it make that decision mm. to registering it right. as part of the application. But, the, okay. but, but well, you have you time to register it. That's what he said. As long as the application right. form was in by the 8th of June, and then you've got, I think it was six months, he said, to yeah. register it with mm. the land registry. Yeah. So we couldn't do Townfield Lane because it doesn't belong to us? No. No. Okay, but we can do Park Lane. And we can do Hob Haywood. Yeah. Because we're well, encouraging people need to, to rush to do Hop Haywood, do we? That can be something that could be yeah. asked at the town meeting in exactly. the summer. This is what I'm saying. I don't have a problem with, you know, if, it, if it's something that's got to be done to get the £5,000. But anything else, I don't think we should rush straight into it, because there's no need to. We haven't got any plans to sell any of that land off. But I think it's something that we ought to ask the community about. Town meeting. I think we've got a massive chance here to, to, yes. to, to, oh, to really go forward and protect stuff. I really, really do. Yeah, I do. I think if, so. if you think about it, Park Lane, he put a condition on it for play and leisure in 1939 and we sold it virtually twice. Mm. And we've got a massive chance here to protect Park Lane, church fields, to name two. Yeah, top, I, I top, road, top, top Road. I, I honestly another believe, one that I honestly think, although it's it's very green. It, it, I think it's, you know, the threat could exist there. I mean, Chair, what I'd like to say is, you know, the world turns <coughs> and things change. It does. And, you, you know, I, I look at the way that pubs have changed. Yeah. The horseshoe in Kingsley, we used to be one of the most popular, but whoever, if anybody had said even five years ago, yeah. that's going to become a supermarket, yeah. you'd laugh at them. And we never know what the future yeah. And I think that, you know, I. I'm sitting on the fence a bit here. I can see where Judah's coming from. I'd like us to make a start on this and yeah. say to the public in June, look, this is what we're, we're doing. Mm. But, you, you know, yeah. other like, like Park Lane and things like that, I think we've got to seize the opportunity. We've had two near misses with Park Lane. Yeah. And I think I'm right in saying that the council voted unanimously to save Park Lane and to save Townfield Lane, you know, and so, I, I think it's only right that you know we, we take that forward. If half of the council were against it, and that uh, d then it would be a different matter. But I agree entirely with Mark. I think, but and can, I'd like what to. Can I say the, the the list is there? We have done yeah, the groundwork. Yeah, yeah. The list is there of green spaces. Mm. We've done the neighbourhood plan. Mm. What it was we your to... neighbourhood plan that triggered this for me to bring in. This it mm. highlighted things and that's why I asked it. Well that's why I said, you know, before I think there's so much dovetailing between the two. You know, I mean yeah. I, I there's gonna in twenty five years time there's a lot of us not gonna be sat on this table mm. and 
Well, let's show that we can because the council of 2018 protected it. And yeah. that's what I would like to be remembered yeah. for putting yeah. satin stuff in front yeah. and the yeah. building on it. Yeah. Can I make Future a suggestion? Generations. Um, could we, for, certainly for, as far as this for, for part lane, for the applications gone, can we delegate this to Hazel? Yeah, yeah, by all means. No, I'm, no, I'm, Just for the, for, the, for the one with Park Lane, so that we get that application okay. in before June. Mm. No, I think um, Council and Neil should be with the clerk as well. He's, he's, done, all, he's, he's done all the work. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that our clerk isn't capable. I'm saying I, I think uh, you and Mark, you've worked together before on other things. Why not now? And that's why, I don't, and that's with why. respect, Councillor Pennington, I don't think that's what was being said, and I don't think Mark saw that we were trying to take it away from him. No, with respect, that. Hazel is the expert legally, yeah. and I think, you know, hopefully, Mark, I'm not taking, no, no, you know, no, no, no. I, I think that, yeah, you should work together, but Hazel, you know, is, is there to take the lead, yeah. isn't she? What I'd, like to, what I'd like to see as well is, is to identify which other sites, that's the piece of work we need to do, is which other yeah. sites we're going to go for yeah. for the 8th of June. Yeah. Because I'm happy to work with you yeah. on Pop Hayes. I, I would like to see us become a Beacon Council on this. I, will, I think, I it's, a, I think it's, it's an opportunity. There's not very often somebody comes in a room and sits down it's and not. offers you thousands of pounds. And I don't think it's immoral for no. us to actually take that. You that's, know, why I, that's why I threw the hammer at him. Five thousand for that lane, isn't it? Mm. If you want to be not in the conversation. Well, I, I certainly do you don't. Want, do you want to have a list of the of the sites? Do you want? I mean, do you want to come up with a list now? Do you want to have? No, we've done the work. The work is work. done. Okay. We've done it. Yeah. I think we need to. So you give each particular sites. We need to work on for me to work on to fulfil the applications, yeah. given that we've only got till the eighth of June. Yeah. I think to be honest, two sites is sufficient. And if we're agreeing that Park Lane should be one of them, do you want to? Why do, what, okay, he said it's a, it's a form. All we've got to do is fill in some forms. I think we need to look at what the list has. But there's on criteria it. for the active space. Yeah, yeah but it's got to have something organised. Space. You've got to be doing something in your active space. It's not just about protecting the space. They can bring the team in to do that, can't they? Well, yeah. let, let's let's see what link he sends us through. Let's not make any decisions. Let's look at all the green spaces that we've got first of all, yeah. and decide which are the active spaces. I think they're all active spaces because that's what we've been looking at. But there's got to be some activity or. Well, yeah, there's walking, the going to gym work. equipment, but we haven't yeah. got a lot of time to do all, all of that for all the all, green spaces. All we're doing now at the moment, I'm not going back and forward, and everybody wants to say, all I threw the hammer in, an outdoor gym at Park Lane. Now, if if the clerk is, is, is the boss here, which she is, let her get on with it, but I should. Keep in touch with Mark. She's agreed, the lady has. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong Frank, with that. Five thousand pounds to me. Yeah, I don't want to turn money down. But five thousand pounds to me is paying us to protecting the land. <laughs> I want to protect the land. Wait a minute. Excuse me, through you, chair. We we are protecting. This was what the yeah. clerk's doing. But I said we want the five grand and all. Yeah, but I'm saying if we, if it didn't get the five grand, I won't. Mm. As long as that, as long you as the land project is protected, I'm happy. Mm. Okay. Hey, all the other ones, well, we've, we've decent project, will get it. Let's walk.
Can I suggest, please, the first thing that we do is we look at the list that we have done and we have drawn up, and let's get a priority of what we're going to protect. We don't have another community meeting. Well, well, let's make another one. Let's have another one. Let's have an extraordinary one. That's why I'm suggesting that you delegate it to me to deal with, because you can delegate me to do that. Yeah, I'm quite happy for you to do that, Hazel. And I will liaise with relevant councillors, so part lady could be Mark Neal. Okay, would it be yourself? If there's other areas that I think we can address the application, I will liaise with Work with him. Yeah, the chairman of the meeting. That's fantastic. Thank you very much. And if if in the course of those liaisons we feel it's it's necessary to have it, and it's still repeated, well, we can have one. Yes, fantastic. Thank you very much. Can I just clarify then? The he said not for a one-off no. event. Not a one-off no, event. They wouldn't get the money, but they would fund a company coming in and doing, let's say, a six-week activity. Like a boot camp or... Mm. Yeah, it might be like, um, what's the name? Children's Curly sports. Curly doing day. a Nordic Kids walking sports. thing. Yeah. A free, yeah. running yeah. a free yeah. course for six yeah. weeks. And they, would, they would pay the company that provided mm. the event. Ah, right, right. So maybe you could do something at the community centre in the summer for the youth mm. club or yeah, something meals. like that. Mm. But that land would then would also <coughs> have to be <coughs> youth club has up eight thousand every year, ten, ten this year. Eh? And then look like that West Bank. But they're the future of Frodsham, that is the youth. They yeah, are our future. Yes, well it you is. want I, I want to remind you then Council Aston, don't forget the old people and the disabled what we don't cater for properly. Sorry. I, I think we do cater for quite a lot for the Okay, so let's uh, move on to uh, item 142.28 to discuss the quotes for the repairs to the wall of Hotland and agree which contractor to use. Right, it's been quite a disappointing exercise. I uh, initially approached three builders um, that I knew about, including one that we've used in the past at the cemetery. Mm -hmm. um, and only got a response from one of them. It, we advertised it on the website and got two further people showing interest, and it's the two people who responded to the website who responded. Um, but such dis disparate uh, proposals. Um, one is without just doing the bricks on the top, without mm. the sandstone copings, would be 5,000, and the other one was 580. 580? Yeah. 580? Yeah. That's so, um, and what description is the second day, one? Two days day rate sort of thing now. Yeah. Well, it's, it's repair and reconstruction when necessary, six pillars to nine inch walls. Construct brick on its edge finish to wall where sandstone cape cappings are missing. Cut out and replace 80 frost damaged bricks to the front elevation of the wall. So that's what. And is, is, was, is the work guaranteed for a period of time? Well, I would have to check on that, but that's not included. I, th in I think that needs to be checked uh, because I think what? that's. 500, it doesn't. <laughs> well, it's, well if it's, it is 500 and it's guaranteed yeah. for two years, and the other one's guaranteed for two years. Mm. Yeah. So that's supply and fit for 580 yeah. pounds or whatever. Um, and this one is um, install pedestrian, because they've, they've much more detail as well. Install the pedestrian barriers two metres away from the wall to protect the working area. Break out the mortar from the wall. 
uh, allows 60 reclaimed bricks to cut out and replace, uh, 600 sorry, replace areas of missing sandstone with brick on edge and they've put not in keeping. Uh, Repoint the wall using lime mortar, remove the barriers um, and patch point sandstone wall where the mortar is missing. And that's so, 5,000. That's 5,000, yeah. That's a big I mean, that sounds very professional, what they're going to do. It does. But the uh, price is steep. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's up to you. I can go out and try and get further quotes if you I wish. There was um, away from the council, there was one chap that we just got talking to on Saturday night at an event. He was a local. Yeah. Bricklayer, yeah, and yeah. Uh, he, he voiced an interest in it, but he's been working away and didn't realise that the closing date had gone. So that may be one more person so that would be interested I'm, in. I'm happy to try and go out again for it. It's such a big difference, isn't it? Yeah. He expected yeah. one to come in the middle of it. <coughs> yeah, I, I think we do need a third, just, yes. you, you know, I mean. The and also, we need to clarify how long the work's guaranteed yeah, for. Yeah. So if something happens, inside a fixed period mm. they will come back and put yeah. right yeah mm. yes yeah. Yeah. i agree thank you very much it's an amazing difference yeah. 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 thank you very much you can yeah do you remember you had this discussion initially you were going to put the benches and then you yeah. said what yeah, is about the planters? Yeah, I would, personally I would still like to put a bench and I don't know about Mr... Um, I can't remember, remember those blank names. Mr Morgan. No, no Mr Billington's oh, right to do yeah. a bench as well. And because we had to move the benches because of the neighbour opposite, we got Wicksteed in and it was going to cost over £2,000, wasn't it, to, yeah, so uh, with the extra tarmac and the uh, paths and everything. So we thought that, well, we will put the benches in when we put the rest of the uh, adult gym in as well, so we can have the tarmac laid at the same time. So at the moment, uh, the benches are going to be put in when we finish the actual adult gym. So you don't want so to do we can defer this, can we? Yes, yes. 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 Okay. Okay. yes. Yeah. But I wouldn't personally, can I just add something that's not actually on this agenda? I know I'd um, inquired about perhaps we could have a couple of picnic tables. I, I thought... We weren't going with picnic tables because of them attracting. Attracting. The, yeah, I, I know the they do attract, uh, but also I think no whatever space you're going to attract. Um, yeah, I think that just comes with the territory, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It's just for areas. younger families. It's yeah. nice for the, the. I've heard a few say it'd be nice to have, take a picnic yeah. down there, and I just thought it's ideal in the summer yeah. for older people as well yeah. to sit down. Being as it's not on the agenda, could we possibly defer that for another time? I thought we'll okay. put it on for the next time. Thank you. Right, thanks. Okay. Um, item 142.3 Church Bills to receive an update refer on the repair work on play service and removal of the tunnel. Yeah, they've been repairs, the tunnel's been filled in now and, and they've barely made good with like wood. Yeah. Um, and the company are coming to do the place service either next Monday or the Monday after, weather dependent. Right, okay. Thank you. 
142 Can I just so ask, yeah. is there been any reports of damage to the repaired area or anything? No? Not so far. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Positive, yeah, thanks for that. We'll see kids on there quite a lot from Cabo mm. Um, item 142.4, Townfield Lane to receive an update and agree any actions. Yeah, just that the um, the work is due to start on Monday the 30th of April mm, and it's expected to be completed by Friday the 11th of May. Uh, we're at the local action group later <coughs> to deliver letters to the local the houses that surround right. the play area to advise them of that. So we'll just... And that doesn't clash, Chair, with any school holidays, no, no, no that's good. Uh, well, the first May bank holidays in that time slot, it's only a day. Just a day, yeah. Can I, I just, I would have liked to have been told as Chair of the Working Group those dates rather than read it on Facebook last week. Okay. Um, item 143, War Memorial, um, is to note our conservation accredited professional advisor has now been appointed and has begun the application process for the um, War Memorial grant and listed building consent. Yeah, so no. um, they've been in touch with us and they've got the process in hand. They're going to come and do a site visit mm -hmm. um, with the QS. Uh, and I'll let people know when that is, so if anybody wants to join us up there, they can do. I've included the repairs to the gates and railings in there, and I've also made them aware of the plaque for the, to commemorate the people who died in the bombing. Yes, I'd like, I'd like to be in okay. I'll let you know. Yes, please. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, 143.2, to discuss a request from the World War One Commemoration Working Group to install an information board about war dead not included on the memorials and agree any actions. Yeah, if you remember, we agreed that we would um, talk to them when we had our liaison meeting about remembrance service, then I forgot all about it. Um, so I've got some dates from them now when they'd be available to meet up there on a site visit. Mm -hmm. um, so it's Wednesday the 18th of April during the day, uh, Friday the 20th of April after it's tomorrow. 6. 18th tomorrow. Oh, yeah, tomorrow. Sorry. Uh, that's, oh, well, we can't do tomorrow. No, we can't do tomorrow. Uh, Friday the 27th after 6. Um, somebody can do any Tuesday or Wednesday after 6. Um, and other people can do any day between 6 and 7, except the 18th and the, and the 2nd of May. What about Friday the 27th after 6? Yeah. Is anybody all right with that? Yeah, I'd like that. Okay. So we say what six pm at the yeah. Do you want to meet um, six pm at the War Memorial Gate? Do you want to meet at those gates, or do you want to go up the disabled path and meet on the car park at Forest Green? Just meet outside the front. Outside the front gates. Okay. Can I just go back to the, the previous item, um, the conservation um, professional advisor yeah. who's coming? Um, do you think we should actually ask somebody from the World War One committee whether they want to be present? Mm. I think that would be nice, yes. Yeah. 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 I think we open the invitation to them. Yeah. Because be they do so much good work. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a lovely idea. Thank you. Yeah. 
Because it'll be during the day for that one. Yeah, but so they're often in my tires. Yeah. I think that's good, yeah. yeah. Have the um, one for one group given us sort of specifications for how they see this information board being constructed? Yeah. They haven't given us a, a, an idea of what it's constructed, but what it would look like. And they're basically looking at something which has the pictures of the other four memorials and where they are, yeah. so that people can look for their names on there. And then there's space around the side for the ones that aren't on there. Mm. <coughs> it just seems that something like that would be better placed in the town centre, you know, where visitors can see it and then plan. <coughs> That's the sort of thing you can discuss with them about yeah. and whether we can find an alternative. I'm really concerned that it's yeah. not going to weather very well up on the hill. Well, it depends where it's placed, yeah, doesn't it? It's in the front, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Or you mean sort of down by the gates or something like that? Yeah, that should be alright. Well, that's not where they're, they're proposing yeah. to do it up here in the memorial. Yeah. I'm sure we can. Yeah, you can have a discussion. Yeah, yeah. Good to yeah. that, sure. Okay. Um, item 143.3 to note feedback from the lighting company about illumination of the memorial and the really action. If you remember some time ago, we talked about um, whether it was possible to illuminate the memorial, and I took the opportunity to contact a specialist. Uh, alternative energy supply company um, and one of their operatives was coming to this area when well, he was coming to Liverpool mm -hmm. and he popped by on the way and he basically said that it's a very difficult site it would be almost impossible to light it using solar panels especially in the winter between November and February and you would need some alternative um, form of generation such mm -hmm. as a, a windmill um, the sort of costs you'd be looking at would be 12 to 14k and we'd have to obviously think about security and, and all of those sorts of things in that space okay. we, we did look at this quite a long time ago and that was the conclusion we came to then was that it was prohibitively expensive mm. and we couldn't secure it and it, it just wasn't feasible so far no, it would, it would be lovely if it could go ahead because yeah. I remember seeing one only a few weeks ago in Yorkshire, and uh, it, it was absolutely amazing, you know. Yeah. But I mean, you just have to have the technology. Yeah. 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 And it, yeah. It will I think it's something that we shouldn't dismiss entirely, but mm. just leave on a bit of a. I'm just trying to think how things like the Angel of the North are, are lit at night. Mm. Mm. Well, they've probably just got a power supply nearby. Yeah. But See, actually, with a cable across the top of the hill, it's very difficult because of the underlying rock. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, it would be such a lovely hotel. Yeah, yeah. You would mm -hmm. wonder whether you could sort of run it, you know, because the power cables must run up, <coughs> excuse me, to the hotel. Yeah. But so it's not no, that much further to take the trench. You can't. Energy companies. Insist that it goes to the mains, yeah. not feed right. another property. All utilities, it has to go back yeah. to the main feed yeah. in the road. Maybe at the time when they built the houses and they got planning permission for that, would be an opportunity to, you know, jump on the back of that. Mm. Well, no, you wouldn't be able to do that either because that's. No, I think they'd be bringing the mains into that development, and we might. No, be the mains that. are in the road. So it comes off the road and it is an individual connection and the developer pays for the connection. 
we would have to pay for the connection off the road for it to come in. It's like all utilities. If, if and when they ever do build those houses, it's something that we could do. Yeah, that's uh, an example of that. It's the uh, electricity thing you've just done on uh, Martin Road, isn't it? That had to be put yeah. back to the road from the house. Would there be any objection to me going, asking people, you know, going for just a grant, anything like that, just just fiddling about, seeing if I get any money for doing it? I wonder what, again, no harm in asking. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can I go back to the fact of what we've just had a space, a, a presentation on our, our green spaces? That is one of our green spaces. Yeah. That is a walking area for people to walk to. Yeah. Is why can't we apply for money to actually do something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would surely come under oh, come the, under the, the centenary field yes. concept. But there's no of money course, there yeah. for anything there, is there? I mean, yeah. what activity are we looking at? Walking. walking. It says it's used principally for outdoor acts, recreation, sport or play. It's accessible to the public and affordable for the local community. Yeah, it's it's fits in ideally. No, but the, yeah. the grant in June had to be something new, didn't it? Not something that we're already doing. You can't it's just say the, the centre injury um, one is the deadline is the November, November 2018. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no money in that one. I don't know. There isn't a no. The only one is attacking with the active right, fields one. Mm. I'm sure there's something we can do, because yeah. it would be lovely. It's the World War, I mean, it the falls into the criteria that they were looking at, yeah. so we can protect. That's a wind farm. Yeah, well, it's worth trying. I would have a mooch about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. A, a windmill would be ideal up there. I mean, it's not as if there's a lack of windmill there. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. uh, good, item 145, bench plaques. To note that the plaques are now ready to be attached to benches and agree action and the table's got them all here, they're all very nice. So, we know where the Clare Doherty one's going, because that's going back on the bench by the bridge, yeah. but it's where to put the others, because I don't know which ward these councillors were in. Right. Well, um, I'm right. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Right. You know the years, and get the, give you the list. Well, they um, go on existing benches. Yeah. Um, I've spoken to Mrs. Honeyford and yes. asked her to think where she might like to see it. Yes. But she hasn't come back to me yet. No. Is that one? Well, this, uh, this, uh, either one just up from her cottage. Um, Inga Riley's on that one. This, that's a new seat we've done up and yeah. everything. Nice. There's that seat, and there's also the one, the one on the corner where Greenacres is, next to that uh, building. <coughs> That's Beacon Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yes. Coming because, through Penkmans. Yes, because uh, those people in that cottage, they look after that seat yeah. very well over the years. Well, when are we having the benches refurbished? That may be. I'm going to be chasing that up because they weren't able to do it because of the weather. Right. The weather. So these will be done after yeah. they've on after the benches yeah. have been done. Okay. So where's yeah. it? Where's Riley? Which bench is here? Sorry? Which, where's Riley? That way along Top Road. If you know where that is. I don't know where the bench is. Yes, it's there, on the side of the road. Where? 
On the right, if you go, if you come off Kingsley Road and turn for Top Road, hold it right round to the left, and about 400 yards down there, it's on the right before you come to um, go to Crowley Lake. That's past the terrace houses. Yes, yes. that's correct. Is it in the middle of the triangle? No, no, it's, no. On, the, it's on, the, on the on the side of the road. You have to go past the terrace where the pavement is. You come up from the triangle, follow the road round to the left on the bend, and then it's on that top stretch where it's straight on the right hand side. No, top, top is Could could I ask could I ask you, Chair? Um, could we have like we have to do all the others, the uh, van der lights screws? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put in please. Clutch screws are called. Mm. Yeah, yeah. John has did all the others. Clutch screws. Yeah. And on the, yeah. You can on only the screw them in one well. way. They have a twisted head, oh, so yeah, when so you try to undo them, it's like a clutch. Right, Delphine. Delphine. Yeah. She was uh, when it was going westward. That's round. That's round here. Yeah, right. Okay. Lakes. Lakes. That's lovely. Thank you, Frank. <coughs> Lakes. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, item 146. Um, I had an email from Sharon Marshall to say I've been asked by Councillor Shaw to inquire about an impact day which was to was to be planned in the spring at Saltworks. I believe Councillor Shaw verbally agreed to support this, and I wondered if any progress has been made with regards to this. So it We're sounds like on they no. are, ask, are asking us. No, it's our day. Councillor Karen Shaw was supposed to be organising it. Right. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. said that. Yes. Okay. And what format was that to take? A clear up day, is it? Yeah. yeah. So. It was going to be the Cheshire West officers coming out and doing things. I was going, certainly going to look at the two ponds because they need serious work. Mm -hmm. And uh, coppice in the trees, you know, down the side of the school because that's very lot of can't naughty do them goings now. on. Can't do them now because we've passed the 1st of April. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't be very politically correct if they went in a state. I'm more concerned about what the humans are doing in the trees, not mm. the birds are doing. <laughs> <laughs> it was maintained, it wouldn't happen, would it? Mm. Lots of nesting going on, isn't <laughs> <laughs> um, Item 147, over 70s vouchers to receive the report for 2017-18 and agree any actions. So, um, this is the, the report that's been prepared. Um, there was 1,050 1, vouchers issued and 967 were redeemed, so that's 92%. Um, that was an increase of 42 over the last, from the previous year. Um, <coughs> so 40 of the ones that were not redeemed were issued to residents and sheltered accommodation or care homes. Um, the distribution by ward is there, as you can see, the majority were in Castle Park. And then the others were Fairley and Stevens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and the money went to mostly to private businesses, 90%, with good causes getting 10%. Um, 27 businesses um, accepted the vouchers, 
Uh, so that was an increase of four in the previous year. And the participation, oh, the good causes, unfortunately, reduced by one. Um, so then um, you've got the, oops, the, the list there of the businesses and the good causes that received the money. Um, I think one of the issues was um, like Hillcrest Home didn't redeem their vouchers um, and Liz has spoken now to the manager to say that she could organise some something for the residents. It's not down to them individually to spend, but as long as it was spent for the residents. So I know some of the care homes do it like a, a vintage tea party and they have entertainment and, and that sort of thing, and that's how they use the money. Um, so next year, she will look to do something like that, but she didn't feel it was appropriate for her to spend the individual's money on their behalf, but most of them are not capable of spending yes, their money. Yeah. Um, mm. So I'm not sure there was other, anything else to pick out of that. Um, we did have a complaint from one of the residents about the fact he wasn't able to use his voucher when he wanted to use it, at a business because that business had withdrawn from the scheme. Um, we did show him the list of all the other mm -hmm. places that he could spend it, including the local garage. Um, but he, he said he wanted cash instead, and that was pointed out that on the back of the voucher there was, it said, cannot be exchanged for cash. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, we just said, because there was nowhere else to go with it, that we would bring it here for your decision. I think it was extenuating circumstances that um, I I think, uh, am, am I making an assumption that it was a particular thing? Yes. I think we just, just say we stick to the rules. We've, we've been got to. to the rules, haven't we? No disrespect. It, it is only one, but if we set a precedent, then yeah. Yeah. everybody yeah. could ask for cash next year. I think it's very fortunate. It's no time. We actually turn. The year before, which was the first year we really enforced the rules about That's applications, right. yes. we turned somebody away who is a staunch volunteer and does lots of really good stuff for this mm. town. But because it came after the date, I had to say, I'm really sorry, I can't allow you to have it after this year. And I, I didn't like doing that, but that was the rule. So, yeah. we, you know, I think we do need to be quite strict on that. Can, can I can <coughs> also come up with, I would like to make a recommendation going forward for next year. I was hoping that uh, perhaps I could have put the proposal, but um, I would like to see next year is that each ward councillor doing everything that is in their ward, including the nursing homes, because I think it's an opportunity for us as, ta as ward councillors to actually go into the nursing homes and introduce ourselves. Yeah. Um, so I would like to make that proposal is that next year that nursing homes are actually divvied up into the appropriate wards. Yeah, and make sure every councillor delivers them. They didn't even go to the caravan site this year. Not one. That was about distribution of the application forms, Frank. We don't distribute the application forms. People have to find their own yeah. forms, and they're, they're in various places, yeah. like yeah. Project Life and, and yeah. in the library and the yeah. places. If, if those people on that caravan park had applied, they would have got vouchers. Oh yes, they build, yeah. they built some of the farms in, but think on, there's not everybody has a family to fetch them in. Some of them only see daylight and sit there. They can't get out. Well, you've got, and it's like the nursing homes, when you deliver them, 
it's all right introducing yourself and everything, but when somebody's got dementia and that, and or somebody passes away after you give it the next day, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of things to be taken into consideration. Yeah. You know um, what I mean? Could, could I ask? Could I just make a proposal to second it? I'll see what you ask. Can you just take yeah, sorry, it was a different aspect. Right, so okay. through that, so that bit first. Ask all in, all in favour. Okay. I would just like to make sure that we update the uh, the forms this year for the the businesses that are going to sign up, so that they agree that should they need to withdraw from the green chapters of except said they will accept out of will change them. That they let us know and that they allow us to advertise that fact because that was a big problem yeah. which last year. Can I just ask which business? So, no, it, it, it did cause a lot of problems yeah. and I got complaints from some mm, of my yeah. mm -hmm. uh, residents and I'd just like us to, because we weren't allowed to actually publicise the fact that it was happening. Right. Uh, we don't need to tell people a reason, no, no, just say no. that they've agreed with the council that, yeah. uh, you know, due to circumstances, no, they can't no. accept the voucher so that people can use them elsewhere. Chair, I think um, a couple of businesses that, you know, we're friends with the people that own those businesses were very uh, positive about how quickly they got paid. Uh, after submitting this year as well, so yeah. I think that I was think very it, I think we ought to record the fact that Liz did a sterling yeah. job yeah. this yeah. year exactly. in improving yeah. um, the way we. That, they were all I think that was one of the little shortfalls. You know, not by any fault of a particular person. It was just the system. Yeah. But we know two businesses that you know our friends own that are on that list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they both commented that they were paid very quickly. So yeah. thank no, you. Thanks to uh, Liz, as well, you I, say. Th I think one of the big benefits with Liz is that her computer skills are next to none mm -hmm. and she can manipulate. Now that she's gone through her first year um, and has the records electronically, she can manipulate that data. Mm -hmm. So each year she's learning mm -hmm. how to improve it. Yeah. I have to say we have the same thing with the Festival of Walks, it makes life so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I'd, I'd be more than happy if Liz wants to develop any better, I'm yeah. sure we'll refine the system yeah. during yeah, sure the next year. When we come to present it to you in August, September time. Yeah. Please can we do it early though, not yeah. have it the yeah. last minute, yeah. so that the office has more time to yeah. and then we'll sort out the, the vouchers. I'll make sure that it's, because we're only meeting every two months, I'm not quite sure in the schedule yeah. when, when we're next due to meet. So. Mm. Well I have to say we've, August. we've just had, well, several weeks ago, had all the brochures printed for the Festival of Walks and we've used a local company and they have been absolutely superb. Um, and, um, We've been very, very impressed with them, and their turnaround has been excellent, and they've met all their deadlines. Yeah. We've had the, the brochures well in advance. Um, we, we could, we could do with someone who can actually do the embossing for us, because that was quite time-consuming, wasn't it? Yeah. To do the we've, with having the customer service assistants, they were able to help with it this yeah, year. Yeah, but we won't but next year we'll be in that we situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if we find a company who can actually emboss them in some way oh. for us. Yeah. I, I, again, it wouldn't be with our seal. Just ask um, 
this company yeah. that Liz knows that we've used, whether they can do it, because they really did. I mean, the, I mean, when you look at how they they came up with all the artwork, you know, we've got lovely poor prints across. And they, I mean, everything was stapled for us. It wasn't a full thing this year. Um, and they came up with innovative ideas of what we needed to put on. Mm. And little areas, that, you know, we filled with who was a member of the committee and um, so, yeah. Okay. We've had very positive feedback on it as well. Right, so um, item 148 defibrillators. To discuss options for the new site for the defibrillator currently at the police, at the old police station. Yeah. <laughs> Keep this on the agenda until we come up with somewhere. Yeah, I mean, not trying to steal this, you know, but you know that uh, Lorraine and I have been, you know, we've not got obsessed with raising money because uh, there's a lot more to being the mayor than that. But we have raised an amount of money um, and our charity, if you like, was to buy an, uh, an additional defibrillator. Unfortunately, well fortunately, the fire service did their own thing and they had a policy of putting a defib at every fire station. It would have been nice if we could have come to a sensible conclusion there. Now we've got one either side of the road. So we were thinking of, you know, Main Street, there's, there's quite a gap really. There's a defib um, at the Netherton, but then there's nothing else to, you know, the police station, if you like. So we were, th sorry, the fire station. So we were thinking of maybe somewhere like the Vets or something on Main Street. And then the additional one that we were going to buy, we were thinking of putting at Marsh Lane, uh, somewhere near the entrance to the Park Home site, because there is quite a high percentage. Not saying, if you look at national data, you don't have to be elderly and unfit to, to suffer a coronary, you know, children, teenagers, whatever. But we thought that there's quite a high percentage of people who unfortunately might need uh, a defib. On Marsh Lane, so that was the idea. If I could sort of bring in the next little bit on the agenda here, which is 148.2, mm -hmm. you may be aware that um, Love Frodium have very kindly agreed to support our charity by uh, some money that they had available to put another defib on Main Street, and that's in the taxi office. Uh, and the idea is there, it's quite an innovative idea, is that anybody that did need the defib could actually ring the taxi office and they've agreed to actually take the defib in a taxi. And part of this is, is a, like a rural scheme, you know, to take it to outlying areas. So that means now that we've almost got like one defib too many. So what we're thinking of maybe the money we, we've raised instead of buying another defib for that is to buy a training defib because we had a scheme which was going to be in with the fire service over a year ago and then unfortunately they moved the goalposts on the use of the fire station i've now secured uh, another venue for public courses to try and get as many people as we can trained up to use these because although and i say this with respect they're idiot proof and anybody can use them people are frightened of them because you hear stories about sparks coming off people. I've heard all sorts of silly stories, you know. And also you can, when you're in panic mode. Yeah, and that you can kill don't. somebody with yeah. one of them. You can't because they've, they've yeah. got... Uh, but they're not the cure to everything. They will only help somebody that's in VF. They won't 
coronary thrombosis. The, the, you know, so they're not the golden key. Um, but we've now got the community centre uh, 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 have agreed to let us use that, and we're going to do like the first public one for the community centre staff because they've got a defib there, but none of them have ever seen it out the cabinet. So we're looking to redirect some of the funding to buy a training defib, and also, you, you know, to finance. Although I'm going to give the time up, and we've got one more councillor who is a health professional who's going to come in and assist me with that. And I would like to say I'm a qualified defib trainer. You know, that's half of my business is, is doing that. Um, so we're going to run public courses. Um, so I'm looking to redirect the money that we've made to maybe buying the training defib, which are not a lot less than a, than, than a real one as it goes. The, the, the rural idea is brilliant, you know, but does it, you know, brain cells start to die after four minutes. With a coronary call to the ambulance service, their red ones are eight minutes, you know. So with respect, it's no use putting a defib and, and running it to the depths of the countryside, you know. So although I'm supporting this idea 101%, it's not the golden key. You, you know, but, but it's a, a great idea, you know. Just say, I've spoken to the Heartbeat Trust and they're very interested in it as a concept mm. because obviously mm. a lot of Britain is rural. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they, they're very, but yeah. very interested in watching <laughs> this project to see how it works. And mm. um, I explained to them that we'll be liaising with the North West Ambulance Service uh, about it because obviously the ambulance, the 999 operators are going to have to know that that facility is available. Mm. Mm. Um, so that they can advise someone to ring the taxi service mm. to get deeper brought to them if they're not near to one of our mm. fixed defibrillators. Yeah. Can I, uh, one of the th times I, I get quite concerned is when you go down on market day and you look how many people the, the town swells by and it, it, it is people of a certain age mm. that tend to come mm. and I always think, you know, that is going to be a, a classic where you've got somebody who's visiting the market um, and where's the closest one. Mm -hmm. um, so one on the wall, it would have to be on the external wall of the vets. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to say I don't think we've even, it's maybe a bit rude, you know, saying the vets because we've not made any approach to the vets because they, they need a power supply. So, yeah. so, so you think has it to be fixed to a wall or could they be on a they know, can standing be on, on poles? They can be on a lamp post, they can be so on... I think somewhere like the drill hall, like just outside yeah, the drill yeah, hall, yeah, where that, that phone yeah, box used yeah, to be. Yeah, I mean, that, that would be oh, ideal, okay. but you need an electricity supply to them, you know, A, to keep them charged, and B, yeah. to let you know if something's gone wrong, you know, they have a traffic the, light the system. Hall, it will, it's got an LCD display on yeah. that it's needed for. It might be worth because they're do, doing carrying out maintenance work on it now, yeah. speaking to the cadet people. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good idea, Hazel, I think. Is it I mean, worth just approaching the businesses on Main Street and seeing whether anybody's in the group? I mean, know some of the buildings will be listed and mm. we'll be careful, but... The, the defibrillator that we've got at the moment is one that fixes to the wall. Yeah. Um, if we're going to go for anything else, then we'd have to buy brackets and... And all sorts of other it would be better if we get another mm, wall position. to get it on a wall, yeah. 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 I mean we have got another then you go up Church Street, you know, and though the opticians uh, has got one and there's various you, you know um, somewhere around the parish hall. Yeah. It? You know, again you've got nothing then until you get to Overton and time is the essence, yeah. you know. When you think and as somebody says, if you you know, if your adrenaline's bubbling, 
you, you, you're halfway down the path and then you realise you've not got the keys and you're back in again. And, and then even when the defib gets there, because we teach people, you know, even when the paramedics, you hear the sirens, we've got a very good video where that, you know, they hear sirens in the distance and everybody smiles like a Cheshire cat. And the learning point is there, you don't stop. They come through the door, you don't stop. You, you know, uh, you, you keep going because it takes them, and it's all time, you know, even setting the defib up, ripping the paddles, you know, the bags that the paddles are in and everything, you know, it all takes time, so time is the essence, you know. I mean, I know it sounds mad, but in, you, you know, 20 odd years ago, nobody had a smoke alarm in their house, nobody had a, 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 a you know, carbon monoxide detector in the house. Maybe not in my lifetime, but in, you know, whatever, they'll be as common as first aid kits and hopefully everyone will have one in the house, you know, mm. but until then, time is the essence, you know, is getting there quickly. What about uh, signage though, you know, because I bet a lot of people in Frosty have got no idea where they're going to be, have they? No, I mean, although they're quite conspicuous, they're not the most conspicuous thing. The mm. one at the community centre, right. no disrespect, but you've got to actually go in the little thing the front, the foyer, you we, know, the, before we you actually... We were going to have an up-to-date list on the website, weren't we, and where they all were, yeah, yeah. and the ones like the Forest Hills have got one, haven't yeah. they, in the hotel? And because the unfortunately, the, there's lots of apps, you know, the, the, the St John Ambulance and things like that do apps to actually tell you, you know, the ambulance service will stay on the phone anyway, yeah. you know, until their paramedics come through the door, but you can get a St John app, you can get various apps to tell you how to use them. But and presumably also, the 99 people, 999 people, will tell you where it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah but yeah. that that register, I, I've done a lot of looking at that, and that register is quite lacking. There's a lot of them that are not on the register, and a lot of apps that don't have up-to-date information. So you could get an app on your phone, mm. and it could be six months out of date. You, mm. you know, there is a lot of discrepancies there, unfortunately. And all the people probably don't have a phone with an app on it. Well, yeah, you know, but... Uh, I think that they, the ones that we've got are on the register with the North yeah, yeah. Service because we've we're li got a, a liaison agreement with them and we're also on the webinar system, so all of ours are there. Mm. But I, you know, the one at Forest Hills, I don't know whether they're aware of that or any of the other ones that are privately owned. Mm. Mm. You've got to register them. And then, of course, yeah. the, you've also got to let people know that they're available 24-7. Mm. You, you know, like Morrison's would only be available when the supermarket was open. Yeah. But the schools have got them, haven't they? Yeah, only when the but, but again, open. only when the schools are open, you know. I mean, the fire station used to have two, one on each, well, there was two, and, you know, but you couldn't get out them because, you know, they, they might be out with the fire yeah. engine, you know, so there's a lot of grey areas, you know. That, uh, the other thing we do get told when I was taken out, so yeah, yeah, we get a call from mm -hmm. the and I've got the anybody ambulance used service. Used. We've had one taken out, but it wasn't used. Mm -hmm. Right. So, it's, you know, we do get that joint feedback. Because yeah. we need to go and check that things yeah. aren't missing and that yeah. the, the power But my mission, if you like, is to, to, to try and alleviate this yeah. fear of them more yeah. than anything, is because people are, you know, frightened of using them because they think, you know, they're, they're going to make the situation worse, you know. Have we still got one of the cases, Gary? We have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we need to check that, don't have we? Have we got to check that because it's a new business yeah. now, it's been sold? That's a good good point, Frank, yeah, there's a new company taking that over. Yeah. I mean, at one point, that was our only 24-7 uh, 24 one that, that right. was available. Right. Okay. 
Did he need servicing? Yes. Yeah. The paddles are the, the well, the pads or the paddles, depending on which mod, model it is. They have a shelf life, right. and when they're used, you know, yeah, you, you, you know, basically the, the machine then has to have a full MOT before it goes back yeah. in service again. We do. The, the estates manager monthly oh, check right. on them, and right. we enter the information onto the webmaster system, which is run by the Heartbeat uh, Trust, yes. and is accessed by the ambulance service. Um, and we have the dates when things need to be replaced on that system. So even if we haven't noticed they're out of date, the yeah. system flags it up and says you need to do this. But it's good to hear that professional bodies are interested in this scheme yeah. of the tech because yeah. I think it's, you know, I've, I've been talking to lots of people about it since Mike Pusey yeah. told us yeah. about the concept, you know, and it's something that people are saying, gosh, I never thought of that. And yet it's so obvious in yeah. a way, isn't it, you know? We're also suffering, you know, in this area at the moment from lack of first responders as well, which again, you know, is another good thing to have in the equation. But when you know, can I just interrupt you there? When you say first responders, that that's response car that comes before the ambulance. No, that's that's a volunteer from the public who has a defib and oh. will turn out in their own car right. before the, the the first paramedic, the first on scene, gets there. But they're only allowed to respond at normal road speed, they're not on blue lights. The other scheme that's been run by the fire service, again due to various reasons, has fallen, fallen by the wayside a little bit because they were turning out to any what's called a red one, which is any coronary case. But again, that's due to unfortunately manning levels and problems, that's not happening at the moment. So that's taken another bit of the jigsaw away because they did come on blue lights. You know, whereas a first responder can only respond at normal road speed. Okay, well, thank you for all that. Sorry if I went on a bit there. There's quite a lot, you know, I have been doing quite a little bit behind the scenes, sort of thing, you know. Okay, so if we move on to item 149, bus shelters to receive an update on the asset transfer. Yeah, we've now got through the land register document. And initially I thought it was councillors that signed it, but I've been doing some work on the standing orders and it says that I would sign it witnessed by two right. councillors. So it's just really to minute the fact that we will be signing, that I will be signing this document and two councillors will be witnessing right. that. Fantastic. Thank you. It's, I can't believe how long it's taken to get them. <laughs> They'll all be. Yeah. yeah. The others don't need that official transfer because none of them are ready. You know, we don't want yeah. the land they're on. That's already owned by Cheshire West and Chester. And Cheshire West and Chester Highways Department are going to issue a letter to say that they're, they're so taking over so the responsibility. So we've got a record. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, item 150. Planters and watering to receive an update on the latest negotiations with Cheshire West. Yeah, this is, this is another... Um, Thing that's got caught up in like this reorganisation that they've had um, and I've spoken to the new team leader and because of the late stage we're at now in the season mm -hmm. um, we've agreed that I should suggest to you that we leave the taking over of the planters for this financial year because it's already well in train the plans um, and we start to, to talk to them again in the autumn, early yeah, autumn, um, so that yeah. we, we've got, because we did only have our first meeting, was it February, mm -hmm. January, February, mm -hmm. so, and then they've been through a major reorganisation. What they're planning to do is take all the removable planters off the streets of Frodsham and bring them to Castle Park, empty them out, refurbish them, and then just put back 
I was suggested reduced number yeah. and make sure the better quality um, displays and then it makes it easier for us to take over next year right. if we still want to do that. But it does mean that we're left in that situation where we need watering. Um, and I had a quote for doing both increasing the planters and increase and doing the watering just in case the plans to get watering done by Cheshire and Chester didn't work out. So now we're looking at the watering of our existing hanging basket contract, which has already been agreed, the top one. And so the watering for that, if it's carried out by Northwich Town Council, which they would recommend, because there are always issues if you have a different supplier providing the plants and the planters with the person doing the watering, because the person who supplied the plants say, oh, they can't be watered properly, and the person who's yes. doing the watering yeah. says, oh, yes, I am doing the watering properly, yeah. but yeah. they obviously weren't very good plants. Yeah. So if we get, what I would recommend for you for one year is to get Northwich Town Council to do the watering as well as providing the planters and the, uh, the hanging baskets um, so that we can see what they can really look like because they, they promise me we will notice a difference. Yeah. So that would be £3,920 plus VAT. That's for 32 visits. Obviously, if we needed any additional visits because went on the season went on longer or whatever, that would be at an additional £122.50 per visit. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Do you want to vote on this, please? Yes, so I'll, I'll just, just, sorry, go on. No, go on, no, go on. I'll just uh, equate to what we paid last year. Uh, 3,000, is it 617? The watering. Well, that was just the handy basket, so watering was 1,500. Yeah. <coughs> cheaper one this one. It will actually work out cheaper. Yes, yeah. the watering. No, for the whole lot. No, package. for the whole lot. Yeah. Right, so how much is the whole lot on this year then? Okay. That's the very bottom there, isn't the total it? Cost, total cost, right. Can we say that out loud? Yes, please. Yeah. Can we? Can Sorry, we is, that, is, that, is that... No, no, the total cost, that, that's with the planters and everything. So yeah. we've got the £1,697, which is for the hanging baskets. Yeah. And the £3,920 for watering. How much for watering? £3,920. That's one thousand five hundred last year. Thirty-two visits. Thirty-two. That watering's considerably gone up. But we we did have we did have problems last year. Yeah. Um, The cost last year. I knew I've got this somewhere. Um, The the hanging baskets, the watering, removing of the hanging baskets. um, Watering's one thousand five hundred, didn't it? Yeah, that was in two lots. There's one there. The watering was was and paid for in two halves. Yeah. So it's three thousand pounds altogether for the watering. Yeah. So the total last year it's is the cost sh- of the hanging basket. So where's the second one of the watering? It's oh, twenty third of November. Right. So after the contract finished. <laughs> yeah, so we right. so we're, we're, we're more or less we're paying nine hundred and twenty pound extra this year for the watering. Yeah. Yeah. And the total cost of hanging baskets for this hanging basket and watering contract last year was £6,962.30, but that did include the purchase of the baskets. Right. Yeah. Whereas we haven't had to purchase the baskets this year because we already own them. Right. 
So can I just ask? Yeah. Yeah. Is that for the that was for all purchase and I mean, it proved last year, Chair, that maybe cheapest wasn't necessarily the no. best, was not it? Yeah. Sorry, can we repeat those numbers? I'm getting a bit confused here. What was the total cost last year for the plants? Right. If you look on your... The hanging baskets were... £3,617. Yeah, £3,617.30. Yeah. And then the watering came in two instalments. Yeah. And they were both 1,500, so that's 3,000 altogether for watering. Yeah. And then there was 345 pounds for the removal and storage of the baskets. Right. So the total for the whole year for hanging baskets was and watering was 6,962 pounds 30. But that had the purchase element, and storage yeah. element. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a good idea, in principle, to have the same person watering as. Was planting, I'd certainly support that. Look, we can try it for one year, yeah. can't we, yeah. just to see yeah. if there is an improvement. Mm. Because so that, that 7,181, that would be with the extra planters and the extra watering for those planters, but we're not taking over responsibility for the planters. Sorry, right. So what we're looking at is the, the £1,697 for the hanging baskets. Which we've already agreed. Well, how much? Sorry, what? Sorry, we've been out for this. One thousand six hundred ninety-seven. That's a lot cheaper than last year. Yeah, because we bought we bought the baskets, the baskets last year as well. Right. We were refilling the baskets this year. So we we we've not got we've not got that element. They are. The self-watering baskets are very expensive. Right. Yeah. So it's one thousand six hundred ninety-seven. Yeah. Right, for for the plant for the planting and the plants and everything, and then. £3,920 for the watering of those. Mm. I mean, Chair, this does become an annual headache. It does. Uh, Can one I just, year, just one ask year about we had the additional watering? Is that yeah, that was for if we took over the planters. But we're not doing we're that not this doing summer because it's too late to do that to make the decision. Yeah. Oh, right, sorry, I thought that was because the season went on longer. No, no, no. no, no. I mean, so the hanging basket watering <coughs> is June, July, August, and September. Yeah. <coughs> So if we don't have to have them watered to the end of September, then it won't be that expensive. It won't be that expensive. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the year before last, we had poor quality and, and wrong plants, didn't yeah. we? Last well, year we had watering. We agreed that yeah. they hadn't been watered. So, and I think you know, Northwich Town Council have got very good reputation on well, stock wise. Hopefully, their watering this year will will be equal with that. Yeah. I think we should go. I, th I think <coughs> I think also it's all to do with the compost and whether you put you know um, nutrients in the, in the compost because well, that helps. Promised they were fed with water with nutrients in every time last year, so I can only go off what the contracts are telling me. Chair, uh, sure, can I just ask one quick question before we go away from this? Um, we, we said that uh, Cheshire West planters, they've taken our advice and, and they also taken our advice in that they're getting rid of the tiering on them and we're just going to have... They, they won't, I don't think they'll be bringing the tiered baskets right, back. Right. The issue about taking the tiers off was a problem because the pole right. is integral to the right, design. Right. So they would have had to saw it off and, and that. Because I know some businesses, one business in particular, have not been yeah. happy that... They're very, very, very aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to take them all away 
and probably just put back the square ones. Oh, that's good. Now there are some, the smaller ones, the old fashioned ones, that aren't removable. So right. they won't be able to take those away. Because yeah. oh, then they were a bit of a trip hazard. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. underneath the right. sort of thing. They are. The I don't know. Ones. They just said they weren't able to take <coughs> yeah, those they're away. Probably, they're not there's probably no flags underneath them or something. Like that. So can I have a second for it the water? Can I just ask them before I go on to the next? Um, when are they going to put the baskets up? Because last year I honestly thought they were so late. And people say it looked awful, it was just bare, the yeah. street. And that's May. such an attractive street. Yeah, that's when they put them up end of May. So the because earlier than <coughs> last year. Because they were very late last year. Yeah. Was it, was it? Think, uh, no, it was later than May. Was it? Mm. This is this is why this is what I fetched up last year, wonder about winter planting. It looks better. As well as summer, mm. I know it's extra cost. Uh, I think we've got such an attractive wide street, <coughs> main street, haven't we? I think we should show it off. No, I, no, I no. think part of the problem was that it took us so long to decide who yeah. to go with as well. Yeah. 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 So I, we I think we have had some negativity on mm. social media over mm. hanging baskets in the past, but I agree with what Pat says. You know, it's, it's a lovely wide it, street. It is something that people talk about yeah, when they is. talk about problems. Well, I hate to say it, but last year they compared us to Hellsby's <coughs> and everybody was talking about Hellsby's hanging baskets and what they'd done. And then they came through to Frodsham. They also did get complaints about the state of the planters, which yeah. was not yeah. down to us, but we do get the blame for that mm. as well, which is why we were wanting to take over responsibility. Yeah. So I've put Alan down as the proposer to go with uh, yeah. Northwich Town I'll Council for the watering. Yeah. Yeah. Can we please have it? Everybody's in favour? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. 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 Um, item 144, Christmas tree, fence, storage and maintenance. Just to note that the fencing is now stored at the cemetery. And item 151, uh, Clark's item. Right, I've got a couple of items. Um, one is to confirm that Hellsby have agreed that we can use their enforceable speed gun oh, good. but nice. only Neil Flanagan can do it because yeah. of the insurance okay. and then the other thing is um, I'm going to order a new bin for the top road play area because the one up there doesn't have a lid on it and it is, gets full of water and the estates manager today when he emptied the bin it was full of dog poo bin bags and water and he got covered in it. Oh, so um, I'm going to buy, and I've lost my piece of paper down, which is a new plastic one that's enclosed um, and it's £115 um, plus delivery and um, plus fixing. So just to Cheshire Westwood would do one for us. Uh, I think the days when we're going to get that sort of support from Cheshire West are gone. gone. Because that's what's happening on the estate, and they're not coming for five and six days. So you, you what do you think about it on hot days? No, I don't. No, I was, I was thinking, wouldn't they supply the bin? Because <coughs> I've had bins supplied by them before. Yeah. I can, no more. I think mm -hmm. that's coming to an end, and I have been forewarned that they might stop collecting the proper bins on our land. They do that at the moment, but that might stop as well. How can they justify that? Because they've got no staff. Well, no, it's not the point. Yeah. I mean, 
It's you know, on, the bins are on our land, so technically we should empty them. They've been doing us a favour for years. Sure, can I ask a question then? Yeah. Who, who empties Park Lane? Those are quack. Quack must do it. Quack. But we all pay our council tax. I, I, I just they don't... the number of people who work for street scene. No, I never... That, that, I hate to say it, but that is not our problem. Yes, I do get um, you know, we pay <laughs> Cheshire West to carry out yeah. certain activities for us. Uh, and that. I pay that in my council. I pay a lot of money to Cheshire mm. West mm. in yeah. my council mm. tax. I do, and I'm a pensioner. Well, I'm a pensioner as well, Frank. That's, well, that's, well, that's the... Ask Councillor Jones to ask Councillor Dawson in Riley. He's always round there. That's, that's the one. That's the one I'm suggesting that we get. Yeah. But those are the ones that, I mean, there are two that, no, three I have put on Middle Walk. Well, I can ask them. But ask the question. Can we ask the question? Please? I think the problem is it just delays it because it can take them quite a long time to respond. But. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, this is just more and more problems that we're having with the borough council. So, at the moment, our estate manager enters the one on. But is anybody there today full to overflowing? So he thought he would empty it. Oh, right. So it's not, it's, it's not part of his job at the moment. Mm. No, no, emptying the bins has never been part no. of his job. Litter picking has, mm. generally, but not emptying mm. the bins. Mm. Okay. Well, what, what used to happen is they would take them out and leave them at yeah. the side yeah. so that they're ready for them to pick up yeah. as they're going around in their, so in their little... That's dead at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they've been emptying all the bins. So no Lionel does all the litter picking, he called it. Yeah, mm. but the, um, the litter bins have always been emptied by the Vincennes people on their way round. But I've been told informally that that will probably come to an end. Well, I think we need to make resources. I think we need to make a case yeah. because the vehicle that they go around in is a quad bike kind of thing. So it's open to the air. So that when you're carrying all these bags of rubbish, Lionel would have to carry it in his van. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And I think that we should make a point with Cheshire West. I think I feel quite strongly about this because it's, it's continually an erosion of the services well, that we're getting. Well, I, I agree. With you no know, that co you know it, it, it's always been a bugbear with me, and still is, about that we do not get value for money. Yeah. There's hardly any meeting that I go to that I don't, you know, come up with this. And thanks to Judith and that, you know, who, who were the people on the ground. But my big thing about the rock. You know, and they tried to fob us off on the rock by saying it was seasonal weeds and things on. And we challenged them over it, and now that rock looks fantastic. It, it looks like when I was a kid and how it should look. But one thing I'm going to be doing this summer is making sure that at the back end it's not covered in, in weed and all that again, you know. And I think it needs to be our priority to keep on to Cheshire West to say, we want A, B and C, and, and make sure that you do it, because we pay one of the highest, if not the highest, preset. And we always seem to get such a well, poor it was, deal. It was interesting how Harry Lane got done last mm. Friday, you know, when we were told that it wasn't going to be done. Mm. But so all of a sudden, within 24 hours, something mm. happened. Mm. But the goal. Mm. Well, the pot, I'm not being funny, but have you seen the potholes at the bottom of that lane? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's well, something that somebody yeah. hasn't had an But have you report? Uh, have mm. they been yes. reported? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As long as they've been reported. Okay, Mark, but, so 
But it also gets onto Lynn Riley and to Andrew mm. Dawson because I mean they have been all the pavements collapsing now along Fountain yeah. Lane. You know, it's so important. You have to keep complaining and complaining. Yeah. Yeah. We need to complain more we to do. get things done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only way to do Take it. Take photographs. I, I think I am becoming a. You and know, also, it's pain in their side. One of the things is if up. there is damage to people's vehicles, yeah. because they it's claim so against them. You know, take photographs mm. and then claim against them. Well, a lady, hundred and forty-seven pounds worth of damage. I think she had done the other day on the, on, on a pothole that's meant to have been filled, and it's not been done good enough quality. Because I notice now they have actually been down Bradley Lane and Watery Lane, and they've been round with and sprayed up. Yeah. The way they mm. But they must have done it with a, a non-waterproof paint. And they've all gone now, all the markings have gone. Yeah, so that will be another It has about a two-week shelf life, that highway <laughs> paint. <laughs> Can I just um, finish this okay, and we'll do 152, the date of the next meeting. Now, that Hazel had asked, could we possibly move community to the second Tuesday of the month? Well, we're going to discuss that at the uh, PFP meeting. Okay? Yeah rescheduling those meetings regularly but I actually need to ask on the June one if we can make it the first week in June because I'm actually on holiday the second week in June. Mm. So that's the 5th, the 5th of June but, but we don't have an environment meeting that week. No. Right, yeah. So it's the 19th, it's the 5th. The 5th, yeah, that one meeting but we're looking to regularly go to the second Tuesday in the month, in the every other month. Right. But we'll have more discussion about that at PFP and then the recommendation about the scheduling meetings will go to the, the full council meeting on the 21st of May. Thank you very much.